I am so discombobulated. So I apologize. I'm sorry. For my all over the placeness. Oh, I, I love that I'm this. like I'm discombobulated from the inside out. For yeah. The first time in a while. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Great. Let's see how this goes. You know, it'll be fun and fine. <laughs> Social Cues, a new podcast that is fun and fine. (laughs) (laughs) That the hosts are calling fun and fine. (laughs) This is Social Cues, where we go on a sometimes steep, always painful dive into the questions, why did I do that? Why did you do that? And what the fuck are we all doing anyway? I'm Mary Fitzsimmons, off-the-clock therapist, and using this podcast as exposure therapy for my own anxieties. And I'm Nikki Palumbo, comedian. A big, hard, same. <laughs> and we are here to explore, discuss, and overthink every single thing we've ever done, seen, or said, imagined. I'm running out of words. Uh, uh, skipped, canceled on. The fact that you forgot. can find new ones every time is incredible. <laughs> forgot is a really nice one. Yeah. That one floated to the top of my brain and I skimmed yeah. it off just in time. I love it. Nikki, what is up, my dear friend? (laughs) I'm laughing because I can't believe for like what feels like the 400th time in a row I say. So I'm having some health stuff. (laughs) Uh, We are going to start a prayer newsletter for you and also have people sign up to send you casseroles. Oh, that sounds nice, but might be in direct conflict with doctor's orders. Sure. Um, (laughs) I did spend Valentine's Day in the emergency room. No. Um, and no. what a gorgeous way to tell your partner, you make my heart go pitta patta pitta patta. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little too irregularly. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no. everything everything is now fine, but there's nothing quite like the anxiety of like you're like what's going on with my heart and then can you believe anxiety makes your heart go even harder oh. on the dance floor? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. It's a snake eating its own tail. A hundred percent. It was a very just uncomfortable day. Oh, there's nothing to set the romantic mood quite like hospital lighting. Okay. But what was so funny was the triage nurse asked what I was doing when like this episode came on. And I looked oh, at no. Sam and I was like, we were deciding which park to sit in to eat big <laughs> sandwiches. And she was like, okay, so not you weren't like doing anything of like physical exertion. And I was like, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay, but trying to this is I am not. Okay, minimize it. (laughs) Trying to come up with a place to have an ideal experience. Sure is anxiety inducing i'm not saying that is what caused this but i i just want to give you credit that like of course the heart was panicked yeah (laughs) to just be like where doth we eat our jersey mics (laughs) (laughs) for valentine's day these are the big questions these will make or break a relationship (laughs) yeah I'm pretty sure it's because I drink a hundred cups of cold brew before I even touch a morsel of food. Um, and that has kind of been my life for the past two weeks. So I think it finally caught up to me. But, you know, I'll let a cardiologist tell me what's up. So how are you feeling today? How are you doing? Fine. Uh, exhausted from the experience. But like, can you believe my heart hasn't once gone padum today? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> 
Why? I think just because it got stage fright. Yeah, and I think like the relief <laughs> of knowing nothing was up yesterday, like oh, it quelled sure. the anxiety. It's annoying yes. that you do need like Doctor Daddy to be like, "It's fine." Oh, okay, it's oh, fine. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I know. So sometimes you just need someone to tell you it's okay. Mm-hmm. So. Oh and man. It, well, <laughs> I'm happy you're here. A really expensive. Okay, I can't wait to get these bills. <laughs> Yes, we will also set up a GoFundMe in addition to the prayer circle that we will be starting for Nikki's health. Sorry, I'm very high maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen. Thanks. I'm happy to be here as well. Yes. What's up with you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's take my (laughs) Well, nothing that compares to that, certainly. Sure. But I do have a Q's News update. Oh, thank God. I'm out Which here violating, is... doing HIPAA violations on myself, and you're like, <laughs> "What if we talked about podcast stuff?" <laughs> the people need to know, Nikki. The people need to know about our it well-being, is, and I support it full heartedly. It's the most like autistic thing about me. You ask me what's up, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you exactly what is going yeah. on, and not skip any deets. Yep. Um. All right. Cues. I news. relate to that. I relate to that wholeheartedly. Okay. Q's news is I left the group chat that I discussed in our previous episode with Alex. Confetti cannons. I know. And I just, okay, but I need to walk through what happened just so that people, the people know for their own experiences. So that they can too leave group chats. Leave group chats. Yes. Okay. So I sacrificed myself once again for our art, which is this podcast. (laughs) So the group chat, I think last time I talked about how the group chat just for people who didn't listen to that episode. First of all, how dare you? How dare you skip an episode? We are following a story arc here. So if you skip an episode, especially with a fantastic guest like Alex, mm-hmm. why even why even come here? Honestly, you don't support me at all. I know it seems like this is episodic, but it's incredibly serialized. <laughs> scripted everything we say is scripted we have a fantastic writer's room we do not do improv even though the press loves to ask us that the writers are fantastic and we're just good at our job of acting oh my god okay so the group chat just for people apparently who aren't true fans i love how hard you're going in on this segment But what we could do is assume everybody knows what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay, sure, sure, sure. Of course. Um, Right. Go back and listen. I don't have time to catch you up. You're like, Um, I'm talking to the losers here. (laughs) And they will be punished harshly. Please come back Um, next week. (laughs) So I was in a group chat of people that I did not really know and did not know how to leave it because I've been in it for too long now Mm -hmm. and it will feel like I've been peeping on them this whole time. Sure. But they started, okay, so they were, they were planning a trip to Joshua Tree last time we talked. Mm -hmm. I was still too nervous to get out of that. Um, But then they started really talking about the Grammys and celeb culture and specifically Taylor Swift and all fine, all very funny. Everyone in the chat, lovely people. Mm -hmm. I could no longer I could no longer do it there was just a notification I don't even have notifications on my phone but every time I opened Instagram the like thing told me I had messages and I can't live with that type of pressure Mm -hmm. so love them dearly I just panicked and just left the group unannounced I was just like I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna leave it great rip the bandaid off yeah only a minute later I got a text 
from one of the people in the group that I am. There are two people in the group that I am a little bit closer to. And one of the people in the group reached out and was like, Mare, I didn't even know you were in that group. I am so sorry you had to put up with us. Like, I'm so absolutely leave the group totally. And so, of course, I'm like, one, relieved, but also instantly guilty because I'm like, oh, no, everyone knows. And now they're probably talking about it and like all this stuff. So I sent a voice memo because I really wanted to signal tone. They're brilliant with that. I think voice memo is really helpful for me with that because. Of course. Yes. My texts. I just really ner- get nervous that people won't understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, sometimes you so, send a me- uh, text and it reads as like a business memo and you're like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah. So yeah, voice memos are clutch. Uh, it doesn't help that I sign every text with sincerely Mary Fitzsimmons. <laughs> um, but so I sent a voice memo and I was like, hi, hi, um, instantly, you know, placating. And then I just said, like, y'all are so funny. I was so happy to be included. But I figured I also didn't want to intrude on the bonding time. Of course. Um, and then she proceeded to be like, absolutely, totally get it. Let's hang out. Then another person that I'm close to in the group chat also reached out. And it was like, I'm so proud of you for your bravery. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the spectrum of responses. Say, and yes. they're all safe. All safe. Yeah. And I think... The lesson I really took away from this is I can trust myself to repair any relationship things that occur from that. Like if there mm-hmm. is conflict or if people are hurt or if people are like, oh, no, did I do something wrong? Like I know how to communicate through that. And I think sometimes my fear around taking up space is the fear that I will offend someone and then will be trapped and I'll fall into a pit of despair and then I'll mm-hmm. never breathe again. <laughs> but the reality is I am an adult person yeah. and people that I surround myself with are for the most part pretty kind and understanding and empathetic. Of course. So that is my cues news. Leave the group chat if you need to leave it. And if there is fallout, you can handle it. You can handle it. It's wow. no biggie. And also, what if this experience actually brings you closer together? Sure. It helps you find the people that are meant to be your friend. You don't have to be friends with everybody in the group chat, especially a big one. Yes. You're not going to have close, intimate friendships with everybody. So I love that you found your two cheerleaders. Yes, totally. I think hindsight, the only thing I wish I would have done differently is I do think probably saying something before I left the group chat (laughs) might have smoothed the edges off a little bit. That's okay. That's very fair. And now you know for next time. Now I know for next time. <laughs> you're inevitably uh, roped people into a do notice. Yeah, yes. people do notice. I do, and think I it, can handle that. Yeah, I do think it's very funny that like the first line is kind of like I didn't even realize you were in that group chat. <laughs> it's <laughs> which it's, of course not. I had no engagement in course. the chat. It's very um, uh, what's it called the Streisand effect. It's like you're bringing yes. attention to something that you think is a big deal. And then nobody else was paying attention to it. Like, I think. Right. Right. She didn't want her Malibu house, like, captured in some study. So her team, like, sent, like, a cease and desist. Because she was like, well, my privacy. I don't want anybody to be able to see my house. Nobody knew about this study. Wow. And then suddenly everybody was like, well, now I want to see Barbara Streisand's house. Of course. Naturally. It's like you're bringing attention to something that only you're worried about. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Wow. And you're ve- that's very Babs of you. You know, I hear Own that it. every day. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't get a word in edgewise without someone bringing that up. Um, yeah, so I feel better. I feel like I've grown. I feel like I've changed. I think lessons were learned along the way. And wow, the I whole hope that catalog. helps the masses. Yeah, yeah, truly. That's beautiful. See, this podcast, meaningful <laughs> to me only. <laughs> and that's the definition of podcast. Podcast, noun, colon, meaningful. <laughs> That's how you'll find it in the dictionary. I promise. Oh my god! <laughs> a book Shall I've we? Never read. Oh no! I started introing the segment too soon again, didn't I? I was just no. flapping my gums. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't Great. here, I could talk forever <laughs> about nothing. <laughs> if if I wasn't here slash anxious, I think the podcast could easily be two and a half hours long every episode i usually scoot it along because i have it the editor's brain in my head of like i don't want either of us to be editing this forever yeah that's (laughs) fair keep keep it moving (laughs) okay but so little peek behind the curtain permission to scoot great scooting 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 along we're gonna do our first segment which is why did i do that q pink be careful you're if you have sensitive ears this might be jarring for you as we go right off (laughs) why do i do that This is a segment where we break down the play-by-play of a truly regrettable incident in hopes of someday being able to sleep at night. Nikki, do you have a why did I do that for today? I do, and it's incredibly small potatoes, and yet I keep thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some of the best ones. The smallest potatoes are the ones that really get in you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can really lose a small potato in yourself, you know? Um Oh, just one lone potato floating amongst your cells is what I'm imagining. The stew of in myself. In the bloodstream. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Poetry. Um, <laughs> I barely wanted to finish that word because I was like, it's not. <laughs> Anything is poetry and all poetry is good poetry. You'll find that Words in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, my why did I do that this week happened a couple weeks ago. I, wow, more health. I went to a physical therapist because I have crunchy tech neck and uh, I spend a million hours a day hunched gargoyle-like over my computer, right? So my neck is really taking a beating. And uh, (laughs) Nikki, you are truly falling apart. We need to replace all parts of you. Honestly, would love. (laughs) We are I actually, now um, seeking arms for Nikki and also I, spines. And I volunteer organs. as a, a bionic experiment. I think I would <laughs> like that. Uh, some parts uh, of me, you know. Sure. Leave my teeth alone. My parents paid a and, lot of money for them. <laughs> and I will say, you got a good noggin. Oh. We'll keep that one too. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That's nice to hear. But your teeth and noggin are really all I care about. <laughs> Same. <laughs> They're the most important parts to identify me when I go missing. Anyway, um, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I went to a physical therapist and he was, he's so friendly. He's like, like just a very warm energy, which is kind of crazy because my sister does the same job and I can't imagine her doing the job the same. <laughs> Wild, sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how this would be going if my sister was <laughs> massaging my neck and asking if I could move. Do you know what oh, I mean? I'm sure she's absolutely. great at her job. I could never sure. be a patient of hers because I'm like, I remember when you ate poop. 
this is what we were talking about last episode of yeah. updating the files yeah, yeah, of our yeah. family members yeah. of being like oh you are a professional in a field now yeah. like what and I, I remember when we were lip syncing to disney songs in our living room 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm. i remember when you sucker punched me with a sockum bopper or whatever the <laughs> fuck they were called <laughs> she tried to sucker punch me idiot i was looking oh. at the mirror i saw her coming <laughs> oh, and then she brilliant. was stunned she was like how did you know i was like we're standing in front of a mirror wow anyway so he was massaging my neck he was uh being a very nice person socially capable asking me questions uh and i prefer to do most of those things in silence so i was just like oh okay sure i'll talk during a massage we're both wearing masks yes so he asked like what i did that weekend And I said, oh, for my birthday, I went on like a belated trip to the gentle barn. It's we hugged cows. It was delightful. And he said, oh, the gentle farm. And I was like, I understand how barn and farm. But is there a gentle farm? I don't know. Okay. Okay. So he said gentle farm. I was like, I'm back on board. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, and here's the issue. (laughs) I was like, no, the gentle barn with a B. Um. Uh-huh. In Santa Clarita. I was like, yes. it was a pretty quick drive. I th- I was like, oh, you said you have a, a kid. Would love it. You know? Yeah. You just get to like yeah. hang out with animals. And then he went away to like work on a different patient. And then he ca- he came back and he was like, okay, so you, we, you were telling me about the dental barn? And I was like, no, I can't no, no. correct How you again. How did we get to dental? How did we get there? What is that? I have so many more questions. What's a dental barn? Why would they name it a dental barn? no. (laughs) That sounds like a nightmare. This, yes. I mean, this is, one thing I will say is, to me, this also sounds like what my brain does, which is he was focusing on your neck and body and what needed to be fixed and kind of had half of his brain on to what you were saying. Of course. I do this constantly. Of course. And it harms the relationships that I have because (laughs) someone will be like, my grandmother died and I will say, when is she coming to visit? And that just, it's not good. It's not good what my brain does. And I wonder if that was what was happening for him. It's very possible. I I also love that (laughs) they're like, no, she died. And you're like, oh, so not soon. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i absolutely he was like uh, yeah you know it's like having a conversation when you're working on anything right where you're just like i'm in the middle of something which is holding your skeleton in my hands yes i'm not super paying attention to like what you're saying yes which is fair i'm just trying not to like break the bones i don't know it seems like a hard (laughs) job listen i don't i'm not saying this doctor has adhd but it's just a nice pivot into the fact that with ADHD, your brain is moving so fast. There's mm-hmm. so many things that you are holding at once and multiple, almost like multiple um, voices, even though it's not like auditory, but it's like you're just hearing inner monologues lapping over each other. Of and course. so even like when we do this podcast, if you say something that triggers my brain to go down a different path, but I know I don't want to say it for the podcast, mm-hmm. I'm now splitting into two things and then you will say something really funny and I'll be like, yeah, so anyway, and then my brain will catch up and be like, oh, ha, 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 very funny. <laughs> you know, and like, like I was over here living in a parallel universe where we're having literally. that other conversation. Totally yes. get it. That happens yep. all the time. And then yep. you just kind of like your body is a h- empty husk waiting until like you can come back online in this universe because you're yes. off having a vibrant life somewhere else. 
Yes. Yes, but then it's so disconcerting because I also then am masking. So I'm signaling to you with like head nods sure. and I'm following the melody of what you're saying. And I'm like, uh-huh. And meanwhile, I'm not hearing any of it. Right. And it's just terrible. Like with Michael, often we will have full back and forth conversations about something and it will completely, I will have not heard any of it. And I, it sucks so I'm bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's so terrible. And like, Michael is so loving and sweet and we work through this together and, and it's, it's, you learn how to do that in a relationship with someone with ADHD, but ideally also, I think some people don't. And then that's, sure. that's really hard, but I, it is really tough to like stay on the track. So I, I feel <laughs> one, both very empathetic for you who wants to be understood and also like knows something is wrong and needs it to be fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also him who is just trying to signal like, uh-huh, I'm listening. And also I know every single bone in your body and what it's called and of how course. it connects to the other. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. He's like making sure I don't have like some weird dislocated anything. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And I'm like, the gentle barn. Just yeah. Google He's cows you can hug. The little potato. Right. So yeah, my why did I do that was I just let that sit. I said, uh-huh. Because <laughs> my neck was in his hands and I was like, I can't possibly do this again. And then oh. thought about that. I have been thinking about it. I was like, why couldn't I correct him one more time? I know. Dental. So. I mean, he's going to take his kid to some dentistry school now. And maybe that's good. Maybe that will be the path. That's and maybe, right for them. yeah, she loves animals, but like she doesn't really know her like vocation in life. And maybe she'll learn mm-hmm. its teeth. <laughs> a dental farm sounds so sinister. It feels doesn't like it populate a really been, yeah. spooky image. Absolutely. Just like yes, haunting huge cartoon teeth everywhere. Oh, absolutely. I'm also glad you brought up the gentle barn because while it was lovely, I had a lot of, (laughs) I had my own experience because, so for the people who don't know, Gentle Barn is this farm slash barn that takes in um, like kind of like rescue animals that have been either abused or have been used in like the food industry and have um, GMOs and, you know, like it's a rescue farm, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so every animal there has a little person that is assigned to that animal. And that person tells you how to interact with the animal and also tells you the background story of the animal. And I (laughs) got so stressed because they would be like, this is Henrietta. Her family was eaten up by an electric fence. She came to us partly headless. You can touch her, but only if you stand to the left. And you also need to use a very long back scratcher. Don't get too close. Mm. Anyway, do you want to hold her? And I'm just like, the anyway, whole she time... loves the color purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The musical, not the color. Not the color. She actually hates the color. Yeah. And I I think I just got overwhelmed because there were so many rules for each animal, sure. which I think are necessary and are important. And I want the animals to be safe. But I just kind of found myself closing in on myself and just being like, I'm okay. I don't need to like touch anything. Of course. <laughs> like, I yeah, just yeah, felt yeah. very like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the animals are very sweet. I think it was, I just had a heart. Also, I think I had some of my like PDA come in or like persistent desire for autonomy come mm-hmm. in because I think I also felt from each volunteer like you should feel really 
you should feel something about this specific animal. Mm-hmm. And there was something for me that I was like, don't tell me how to feel. <laughs> I'll decide. Like, what if this what if this horse is an absolute cunt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know this horse. I don't yeah. have to care about it. I'm just trying to um, feed it carrots. Like <laughs> This is kind of a transactional relationship. I'm not sure I can emotionally bond right now. I know. Um, So anyway, had a good time. I do recommend The Gentle Barn. I just my own. I think I needed to meditate before I went and I did it. So that was my experience. Yeah, I would say I I wasn't quite aware how. Yeah, every backstory was the most devastating thing I've ever heard. And Uh it did make me feel a lot. But yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, are they happy now, though? <laughs> right, 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 right. I it's think like that was they part seem of it like too. they're doing good now. So could we maybe a little bit focus on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there was obviously an agenda for veganism, which is yes. fine. And I also support, and I think that makes a lot of sense for the work that they do. Of course. But also, it was it was a weird experience holding an animal while they were talking about not eating animals and it was just like a it was just like a visceral experience which i think is again part of their mission like i think that that is important i think they're trying to get the word out and i don't have any judgment or negative feelings about that but it just my body felt unwell yeah <laughs> that totally. space, i was like uh okay yeah. anyway um it is recommend. very funny that like before you get to meet any of the animals that there is it feels a little like a cult orientation of just like here are all of the important things that you could be doing and one of them was yes like move to a plant-based diet which i do most i would say like 70 percent of my diet is plant-based sure Uh, but here's the thing i love a burger and like not even two days after we went to the gentle barn i was like i gotta have a burger or i'll die and sam was like sam was like Oh, so hugging that cow did nothing? I was like, I'm not eating Roy. <laughs> I'm not eating any of the ones I met. Oh, man. I'm eating a cow well, I've never the even cows, seen. We need to talk about the cows because the cows were grieving. One of their own had just passed away. That and really... that was also hard for me. Because yeah. then they were like, hug the cow. And I'm like, do they want that right now? I feel like they need to be like, have some privacy for their grief. Yeah. Yeah. That was very surprising <laughs> yeah like, a shocking wait, time they die naturally now right <laughs> i thought these ones would live forever yeah but you saved yeah. them no a that was a real confrontation with life and death at the gentle barn yeah so maybe the dental barn is a safer place for children <laughs> yeah. it's, oh. it was a lot for i think young children to hear that a cow had died i know so, i know yeah, Lots you... of conversations in the car driving away from Gentle Barn when you bring the kids. <laughs> yeah, so they went to the dental farm upstate. <laughs> That's where they brought that cow. Oh, so it was never readdressed with the physical therapist. No, no, couldn't oh, possibly have brought it up a third time. Out in the world, really thinking. I just want to. Uh, I just want to know, like, what his brain imagined when he was like, "Oh, dental yeah. farm." <laughs> That's what I would love to know, just to be like, and what are you picturing? Because I did mention certain animals. I'm because like when den- I animal that, dentistry. <laughs> sure. Sure. I maybe he was like, maybe that's a last name. Maybe it's like dental, like uh, spelled oh. like gentle, but with a D or Great. something. 
That makes that sense. That feels better. Because yeah. I'm picturing giant, a giant tooth, like a cartoon drawn yeah. tooth, yeah. grazing in a meadow is what I picture <laughs> when I picture gent- dental bar. Someone running up to it and tipping it. <laughs> and then it yeah. can't get back up. Aww. Sad. Um, um, but yeah, it like wow. it is this now like kind of like loose thread, and now he's on paternity leave. Oh, what a good so we just person. can't can't ever even ever bring it up again. Well, so this is just like a loose one flapping. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like terrible. Mm. No resolution. Okay. <laughs> do you have a why did I do that? Hopefully, one I can solve so that it scratches <sighs> my brain. Yes, I have a why did I do that? So I <laughs> um, recently got a tattoo and me and the tattoo artist were really vibing. Like it was like a really, we just had a lot in common. So we just had a lot of shortcuts in the conversation where it was just like, this person gets me. Mm-hmm. And they asked me while I was there, like they were like, oh, I really like your haircut and I'm getting my haircut soon. Let me take a picture of your hair so I can show the hairdresser. Then Mm. we go on to acknowledge that we have the same hairdresser, which this is becoming a recurring character of this podcast is our hairdresser, which much blessings to them. A guest on the next season, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) truly. So anyway, we like finish up the tattoo. She doesn't take any before or after pictures. (laughs) Painful for me. Um, I'm like, okay, well, I guess you fucking hate me. Get one for Um, your portfolio. Yes. So then, though, <laughs> I wanted to be I wanted to be like, let's make this a real friendship mm-hmm. because I don't know. It seemed like maybe the door was open to that. And so after the appointment, like 30 minutes after, I sent them like four pictures of myself <laughs> because I wanted them to get all the angles of the haircut. <laughs> Very thorough. But they weren't like selfies that I took in that moment. I like went through my camera roll. So the, oh and like some of them were like a little thirst trappy. Like, <laughs> but I just took it really literally that they wanted a picture of the haircut. Yeah. They just they the only they didn't respond for like four hours, which maybe they had other clients. That's sure. fine. Yeah. But then all they did was like give a thumbs up to one of the pictures, and we have not spoken since. Oh. <laughs> I was going to ask, well, how's your budding friendship going? No, it's not happening. I felt humiliated immediately. And I'm sure, again, for them, they were probably just like, cool, thanks. But if you look at the chat, it's haunting. I can't even allow myself to go down that hallway because I will be met with my own reflection in a way that I really can't stand. <laughs> yeah, the chat is both evidence and the crime scene. The other thing yeah. is like literally we also I realized in hindsight we had talked about how we have the same hairdresser. So I was like, "Oh, also they know me. You can also just say like, "Hey, I want the mayor special." They right. probably know what's going on. I go to them all the time. Um, like, I don't cut the hair for the mayor. <laughs> I don't even know Karen Bass. <laughs> Oh, man. So that I felt like I miss. There is a chance. I want to give myself a little credit. There is a chance that I misunderstood the assignment and that I went way overboard. Could have done with just one picture, one normal picture. Could have also added. I didn't even add like a here's pictures of (laughs) for the haircut. I just sent loose. Right. Because you're you have like 
you're tracking changes of the conversation. Like, you know what has been said. You have the transcript, like, in yes. your mind. You of don't course. need to do a, hey, just following up. Like, right. Because that doesn't indicate friendship. <laughs> no. There's, like, the shorthand of friendship, which is, I'm yes. just going to send you some pictures. You'll know what they're for. You'll know what this is yeah. for. Yeah. So, <sighs> I, I think you didn't misunderstand the assignment. It's just okay. sometimes people say what the assignment is and that's not what they thought they were saying i know it's true i also just am like were they just being complimentary and kind sure i don't know friendly yes like well i'm on your skin for a a while here might as well make this pleasant yeah but i don't know why do that i don't think that's how my sister does her job you know (laughs) justice for your sister oh no no. i love her i can say this (laughs) Uh. (laughs) um okay i just yes so anyway that's still unresolved that feels like a loose string flapping yeah and it's painful are you interested at all in sending a text that's like hey friends (laughs) or do you have to schedule another tattoo (laughs) i okay well i've been hesitating if i should add this detail I don't know if it changes anything, okay. but part of the tattoo at one point, because I was there for a decent amount of time, uh-huh. of course, they were talking about one of their partners and how they met that partner as a tattoo client. Like oh, they were a tattoo got it. client. And then they made a reference. I was like, oh, that's so nice. I don't, I don't even remember what I said, but then they tagged it with like, maybe you'll be my next one. Um, and so there was like kind of a vibe I and understand. so I, I but I also don't know if I if that was just like if that was there why did I do that like I <laughs> I don't know if they felt yeah <laughs> I don't know like what that right, what to do right. exactly with that so I think there's also then me sending the selfies while also including because I wanted to show the close-up so some of the close-ups are like kind of thirst traps sure <laughs> So I don't know. I just feel really unsure. And this is, I think, another group chat scenario where like, why not just see? Like, yeah. why am I saying no to myself before I even begin? Right. Because uh, I do think we could be good friends. So that's, maybe that'll be accused news in the future. That's really funny that what it feels like the reality could be is you're both like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Just both wandering aimlessly in an empty room like, of a potential relationship. Yeah, friendship. both interested, but like yes. just like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> okay, and here's the thing. I The reason I think we had so much in common is because you know I love to find my little neuro queers, and we just like yeah. have those shortcuts. And so, again, I think we probably are both feeling similarly, I would imagine. Yeah, they but started a again, podcast I don't know. to talk about this. <laughs> I bet. (laughs) I can feel it. I think everyone in my past who has had any encounter with me has had to start a podcast just to process the (laughs) horrific experience. Oh, that's really funny. (laughs) I once, someone asked like a question about like a a TV show that they were like pitching and it was like, what if you didn't know you were the bad guy? And it's like, oh, I feel like my (sighs) memoir or like podcast could be, I I didn't know I was the bad guy. Absolutely. Like, I didn't realize I was the bad guy in your story. I would have done everything different. Painful. So Painful. But yeah, nobody's the bad guy here. Just everybody's the confused Uh, guy. We're all a little confused. I know. I, yeah, I don't know. We shall see. I will say, (laughs) 
when I, I split just then, yeah. one of my thoughts was I, I also do worry that one of these days we will have a podcast guest that will bring in something that will confront how we have had a past interaction that was weird and I'm going to have to in real time navigate that experience and again I'm thinking about myself too much I know that that's true but there are just like there are a few guests that like we want to have or have had that I am just like clenched a little bit because I'm like uh, I might be exposed here <laughs> You're like both holding a loaded gun under the table at each other. <laughs> and you're like, you could say something that really destroys my sense of self. <laughs> I mean, to be perceived mm. is truly a nightmare. And yeah. I know that I have not been, I don't have a perfect scorecard. Right, right. <laughs> you're not, you're not, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I can think of a few guests. I'm like, we could invite them. And then I'm like, hi, I'd like to apologize on air. (laughs) (laughs) For the content. Yeah. I will say, I think now that you are free of a group chat, that leaves like a a slot in your text roster open. So I think you should. That's true. I think you have, I think you have the beans. You could, you could try. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do it. But there's also no pressure. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. But I do want it. Yeah, okay. Then. I do want it. It's just yeah. hard. It is also hard to get the inertia to start new adult friendships. Yeah. But I think I'm... Because, again, I also have the part of me that then is like, well, that is another text I'm going to have to cater to and plans and I'm going to... And it's just sure the PDA again. Yeah. And I just... We talk about this all the time. I need to breathe through that wave and get past that so then I can actually act in according to my values and mm. what I actually want and not the initial reaction. Right. Working on it. Yeah. It sounds like you're also having PDA towards something that is so far down the line. But like... Yes. Yeah, of course. Anticipatory. We're a little fortune tellery. It's like we know the pattern mm. of things, but you know, that might not be what's happening. So... Yep. Totally. I just hate when I start Send a text it now. and I know I can't. Oh my God. Should I? Should this be in real time? This is, by the way, when you, therapists love when you do that in session. Can what? I just say it to the masses when they're like, should I just text them right now? And we'll like create the text together. Well, I can't speak for all therapists. Yeah. I love when we collaborate on a text to send to someone in real time. So I bet. Just because know that you're that's like, an option. Oh, wow. You're really putting, you're really putting your money where your mouth is. Oh, this might be hard because I don't know if I saved their name with their number. Let me see if if I can. Yeah, too bad you can't like search messages by like, you're like. (laughs) By (laughs) selfies? Yeah, just show me all the texts I've sent that are just photos. Okay, okay. I think I got them. I think I got them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um. We'll post what the pictures on the Instagram. I'm kidding. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Here's the problem. If I do it right now, I'm about to go out of town for a week. And I feel like I can't start. I feel like start yeah. a train that yeah yes, has nowhere to go. I Great. can't. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so wait. next. So Q's news. I will give an update uh, when that when the time is right. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I feel better. I've been holding on to that one for a while. And knowing it exists in my phone is painful for me. Okay. Wow, I absolved. We're both we absolved. Got you to send a text. <laughs> <laughs> I I really would if the timing would have worked out. Yeah, for I sure. am ready to be brave. Yeah. Like that. 
in sometime in the future. <laughs> I, I feel like we're playing like uh, social cues, truth or dare. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're always telling the truth. Sometimes we slip in a little dare. <laughs> you tell the truth. I panic lie. And sometimes we have a dare. <laughs> I dare you to tell the truth. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Um, shall we move to our next segment? Yeah, let's do it. Our next segment is That Fucked Me Up. This is a piece of media or even foundational memory that haunts you or informs your personhood to this very day, as so many things do. Mare, what has fucked you up? The trope of running to catch someone before their plane takes off in an airport. Yeah. I'm like looking for it when I'm in an airport sometimes. Literally, I will book a window seat just so I can peek out and see if they're on the tarmac. Yeah. Yeah, not in a post 9-11 world, but I yeah. St- <laughs> well, yes, this is the problem we now face. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. an impossible thing that can happen anymore. Yeah. But I, the moment I saw that as a tween on Love Actually, mm-hmm. I was like, that absolutely will happen to me. And I would just fantasize any crush that I had would do that for mm-hmm. me. And yeah, that includes Lance Bass. Um, <laughs> I and, and to this day, yeah, I'm still kind of like, I don't know. It could happen. <laughs> like maybe someone's like really crushing on me and I don't know. And they're like, don't go to Mexico yeah, City. <laughs> you don't, you don't know. <laughs> like, don't you dare take a vacation for your birthday. Oh, <laughs> uh, like what if that is what people need to say? I love you. You know, it's like, just like it could happen at any moment. That like explosive grand gesture. Like yeah. they need to be faced with absolute urgency. Yes. And this has me being really thoughtful about what I wear when I travel, because if there are cameras, I need to be ready. This has me kind of peering around, just kind of like checking out who's around and maybe they could actually be in disguise and maybe they could actually be all of a sudden taking their hat and glasses off and being like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's Lance Bass. And I, I just think the bigger story of this is... I think romantic gestures in movies had me thinking that was a common occurrence. Of course. And that would be something I would very frequently run into. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, of course. Like, the gestures are so big. Yes. But they are so frequent that, of course, they feel very commonplace. And, I mean, you're watching these with your 10, 11, 12-year-old brain, and you're like, well, when I'm married at 22... (laughs) Uh, this is how someone will propose to me yeah yes and okay even worse i think that when romantic gestures wouldn't happen to me i would then want to do big grand romantic gestures to others Mm -hmm. but in a way that was so detached from reality and because the limerence would come in Mm -hmm. like i would leave like secret notes for people just in a way that would feel so scary yeah so like absolutely not with this person they're doing too much so very much sending selfies (laughs) in a way that's like i don't think that was actually the vibe so i think yeah i think it just gave me a lot of expectations for also what romantic love looked like of course and if it wasn't that then it wasn't right or i had to do that to fill in the gaps and i think this also if we really want to go there, ties into the compulsory heterosexuality of what, again, romance looks like mm-hmm. and who plays what role and why. So anyway, that's all I got for today. But wow. 
informative. You're like, that's all. And I'm like, we've not even cracked the egg <laughs> of what this has done to us. Like, truly. Like, I... I don't have any concrete thoughts, but I would love to bring this back in the future. Yes. Of like, here's what movies made us think was romantic. Yes. Um, and I thought everyone would like like to be surprised by, hey, I actually have a big fat crush on you. Mm-hmm. I could never comprehend. I think also I had so much fear that no one would actually ever... <laughs> like me oh and i think this is common for a lot of neurodivergent kids because you get a lot of feedback that you're like not sure desirable in a group or like there's something different about you or you're like a little bit weird and so i think i internalized that and really so then when i would have friends like in high school where specifically boys would have crushes on them then they'd be like i'm not into them i would be like girly you gotta snatch that while you got it what do you what do you mean you're not into them that's kind of not even like relevant it's like really this is an your moment the babe. Yeah. snatch it like <laughs> huh what do you mean you don't like them like yeah. huh like just truly could not understand that and then also as a result dated a lot of people just because they were like i like you and i was like great i guess this is how it goes yeah and there wasn't like a lot of interoception of what actually love felt like in your body mm-hmm. and then like so grateful to and then i did have the I was fortunate enough to have that experience with a few people and then obviously, especially Michael. Um, But I had to really like learn that because I was just used to seeing what it, how it presented externally and how it was supposed to look Mm -hmm. that I didn't even consider my experience of how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was very late to the dating game. I was like, I'm going to hold off for a long time. One, because it seemed like nobody ever liked me, liked me. Sure. Um, I had a lot of like very close friendships, but like also me knowing the rules of trying <laughs> the game of stay in closet as long as possible in Catholic school um, mm-hmm. really like put my built my walls up t- to the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous stained glass walls. Um, everyone could see in, but I thought it was hiding. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. So Brilliant. it's like I it took me a while to like divorce the idea of romance and then like what it actually felt like because it was also very reactive to attention like yes. oh you like me okay yes sure right why not now yep. i don't even have to make a choice but that's not living <laughs> yes totally so and it's very vulnerable to tell another person hey i like you i kind of don't that doesn't matter if you don't reciprocate Like, I just Mm -hmm. need to tell you how I feel. Yes. Um, Because it's very safe to just let other people come to you. Yep, totally. So It's just so interesting because I had so many conflicting feelings around this. Because on the one hand, I would have the longing, limerence, obsession, Mm -hmm. crush, leave secret notes, surprise them, showing up places that they did not ask me to be at. Sure. But that felt so separate from what I believed I could actually have a relationship with like I was like well my longing is for something unattainable Mm -hmm. but my but I want to have a dating relationship that fits the rules and so that was very separate for a long time which I also think is very true for queer people that grow up in religion or you know like there's just like a separation of how again it feels internally versus what it signals externally. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was also an experience I had for a very long time that I didn't really, 
it's not that I didn't know they they went together. It's that I just didn't think it was possible for them to go together. That I could be like obsessed with someone and they could also equally be obsessed with me. And that would be like supportive and loving. Um, So yeah, interesting. Those are hard to find. Running through the airport. Yeah. (laughs) That's how we got here. (laughs) Uh, And still barely scratched the surface. But yeah, I... I feel like Michael would run through an airport for you, no questions Absolutely. asked. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I would do the same yeah, for him. Of course. Too. That's how you know it's real, folks. <laughs> that's <laughs> wait the, for the airport feeling. That's a real test. Oh, yeah. Words to live by. Okay. Nikki, what fucked you up? The game The Sims. Ow uh <laughs> <laughs> That's what they sound like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just exited my body. Simlish. I think it was, I was about to say absolutely. And then I was like, that is what I literally say every second of this podcast. So I was trying to think of another word, but I, but I couldn't. And then it was absolutely simlish. So yeah, every, tell me everything. So much of the Sims is playing life by rules. Yes. Like there are very, like very clear structures. You build your house if this you, then that will happen yes you live your life you level up and i think that really resonated with like my like rule seeking brain as a child mm-hmm. so i spent so many hours playing the sims just building wow. a really rich world inside a fucking computer okay tell me about this life you created like do you remember the characters do you remember anything about it no specific characters i know i would usually oscillate between playing as a male character and i'd like build a life and then Mm -hmm. oh how delightful have a wife like Mm -hmm. what a beautiful feeling or i would play as a, a female character and then like feel like i was doing something very like secretive Oh, interesting. Um, and like having like that character also have like a gay relationship, but mm-hmm. just like, oh, I shouldn't be playing it like this. Yes. Um, so that also fu- <laughs> fucked me up in that yes. I thought I was like breaking the rules of the game. Like I had yes. found like a glitch and it this oh, shouldn't yeah. have happened. Yep. Incredible. But I but I made my puppets kiss. And oh, yeah, baby. And now I'm winning the game on the other side of the computer. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I so often like even now, like if I have like a like a really delightful interaction, my brain is like charisma point. Yes. I think I just like my brain still sees certain life things as buckets in which you can level up. Mm -hmm. And then once you are an expert or you have maxed out like that's it and that's not what life is um so (laughs) i think the sims have fucked me up in multiple ways good and bad um yes like it did i think yeah wouldn't have even considered playing it gay Mm -hmm. if i like it so it helped me express something there um yeah sure and then it's like okay and this lives in a computer program (laughs) and exit and And now back to your and now back to my homework or trl or whatever the fuck was going on (laughs) gotta find a boy to take to the dance (laughs) um yeah the gentleman callers will be here soon um i unfortunately okay so my experience with the sims i did not have the sims the sims for me felt like you know that feeling of when you know 
a friend is like wealthier than you they're just like mm. signals of that like having the snack drawer like that type of stuff sure. for me it was like them having a two-story house because i lived in a ranch story house and having the sims and i guess i just associated the sims with being expensive probably because i was told that yeah um I mean, and it wasn't cheap. I think it was like at the time 65? it was sixty bucks, Something. and that's what four hundred dollars in today money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then all no, the it's... expansion packs, like it was yes. an enterprise. That and also like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, sure. It's called sure. Anyway, but I would go over to friends' houses, and we would. I think I've said this before, but have them make out in the hot tubs and and do all of that, and yeah. we'd get that like secret tingle feeling. Of and course, like, this is bad. <laughs> You're like, but you gotta. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So yes, I think that The Sims for our generation helped us figure out identity things before we had words for them. And I think that a lot of people look back on the worlds that they built and are like, oh, that's interesting how that informs my personhood today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Not lost on me that I played as like both gendered characters and yeah, both. I was like. I'm not sure I should be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. It's yeah. interesting that the female character for you is what felt un- the most uncomfy. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's like... Or was it more because they were in a gay relationship? It was more because they were in a gay yeah. relationship. Yeah, she was never straight, but like I think yeah. that's why it felt uncomfy because I was like, yeah. well, I know gay is definitely wrong. Didn't even have like the language for gender. Oh. Um, so yeah yeah this is just reminding me too i was such a judgy kid and i think it was because being religious and then having the brain that i have i thought everything was very literal and Mm -hmm. there was very much good or bad people and that was very much based on if they follow the rules that i follow in my home so i remember that i had a friend who would frequently like kill their sims like drown them in the pool and stuff (laughs) like i know dark but I was very much just like, that is a dangerous person. And that is really, really bad. And they are going to hell. Yeah. Just like I was so judgy. And I think that The Sims was also an outlet for me to observe and judge others. <laughs> You're like, wow, I'm really like understanding your internal mechanisms. And yeah. you, should, to you should go to therapist. church about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, therapy about that. <laughs> You've changed the institution. Right. Oh my god! <laughs> I confess to me that instead forever. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. links between those things. That's um, wild. A lot of therapists grew up in fundamentalist religions. I think that yeah, The Sims is a weird one, and again, I just think our generation specifically grew up in such a weird time of technology. And obviously every generation has a different relationship to that. But ours specifically was so right in those tween years Mm -hmm. where things becoming more widespread. And again, like not a lot of guidance or regulation for anyone of how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to like read a study. And by that, I mean, watch a TikTok about what playing a game like that does to your brain at that age. Yes. Totally. Just be like that, like kind of enmeshed with a avatar. Yes. Um, That feels really interesting. And I have seen studies that the predictive model is that Gen Alpha, their online experience will be more tied to avatars than any generation elsewhere. Like instead of profile pictures, it'll be like, here's my avatar. Interesting. So I'll be interested to see. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot there big Mm. time. 
But yeah, the internet was tough. I also, <laughs> the first time I ever saw porn was I had gone to the Vans Warp Tour <laughs> and there Hell was yeah. an opening <laughs> band named Morningwood and I did not know what that meant I was just like okay cool like in my mind I'm picturing a sunrise and a tree I don't know like I was like great Morningwood I don't know um and so I went on Napster and because I was a Napster kid instead of what was the other one LimeWire LimeWire and then there was Kazaa oh yeah Kazaa I mean that was kind of like the I do think that was just like the evolution of it like I had Napster and then when that got shut down or whatever happened (laughs) we all like jumped very quickly (laughs) you're right you're right you're right so but it was one of those three but i looked for morningwood and sometimes there would be videos and so i saw this like little thumbnail of a video and i Mm -hmm. was like oh this must be their music video (laughs) clicked in saw my first blowjob was so scared just like the feeling of horror like i it was like not hot obviously was not hot to me right you don't have the context to yeah understand it was yeah so scary and then i of course felt immense shame and tried deeply to, ashamed and i was like that was also when like anything explicit also felt tied to like a like spam spamming the computer oh, or yeah, like yeah, ruining yeah. the computer yeah um and so i was like so afraid it was gonna open up all of these spam. All anyway i was just can't close. so yeah terrified yeah just like a the wild west and I, i'm sure yeah. stuff like that still happens now because the internet is hard to regulate but yeah just had no context for how to process those things no where you're just like i i have a feeling deep in my soul i should not be seeing this right now yes yes this like, feels wrong yeah but like in a not even a hot way just in a like this does not feel right to right me, where you're which like, is what real which yeah. is correct right yeah. oh yeah i've ruined a computer i think i've said that before yes yeah. <laughs> and in most of that career of that computer i was like i probably shouldn't be doing this like there's something really aggressive that i don't think my brain is processing that i shouldn't be watching yeah so well it's interesting too because my literal brain i was told i mean the message out there is that only men watch porn Mm -hmm. i also didn't know you could masturbate at like with the parts that I have, I didn't sure. know that was like a physical possibility until I was in my twenties. Sure. So like, of course, I had no idea what to do. Like, tariff just scared me. And so, much you know. like society, the internet is not good for women. Oh, <laughs> People socialize as women. Yeah, yeah. It's, can you it's patriarchy it? all the way down? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Oh man. Well, <sighs> someday we will be healed of these things. Can you believe no. that now I'm like, I want to download The Sims. Is I think that's I a know. thing you can still play. Well, it is. Yeah. And I sometimes will get TikTok videos of the worlds people have created. It's very impressive. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think, I think that could be fun. Maybe I will too. I think you have to have like a really good like computer. Super computer. From what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That it, it takes a lot of RAM. Or All right. Something. Let's get jobs at NASA. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then accidentally break their big computer. Yeah. Like, well, now we can't uh, go to Mars. And it's like, don't worry, we can go to the hot tub. <laughs> we can escape through our minds. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Great. Love it. Uh, Let's scooch right along. This is our next segment. And our next segment is social cue card. And this is when each of us provides a situation for which we need a formal social cue, as in what was I supposed to do slash how shall I respond to something similar in the future? Would you like to 
kick us off. I'll take it away. Um, I love this it. Is, this is not so much a, a, a caller's social cue card, but this is a social cue card I witnessed. <laughs> okay, great. So love this it. is on the behalf of... <laughs> Someone, Someone in the wild. Yeah. Okay. So I watched Sam go to uh, our local pharmacy because she was picking up a nasal spray. And she, the pharmacist asked, have you ever used a nasal spray before? Because mm-hmm. for many people, it could be their first time, you know? Sure. But Sam heard, have you ever used this nasal spray before? Sure. So she said, no. Yes. So then this woman proceeded to explain how to use a nasal spray to... Sam, who's in her mid-30s, she's like, you take the cap off, you take the little thing off, you put it in your... Not the cap off. Yeah. I was like, I love how thorough they are. Very comprehensive to start from Mm. the literal beginning. (laughs) 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 Um, You spray to each nostril, try to inhale, like did the whole Uh thing. And Sam just kind of stood there and nodded. And so I think the social cue card is how do you like stop a train once it has started because ultimately you're like well, i don't want to waste your time i don't yeah i actually don't need you to explain it to me sorry i you know i think it's like yep. oh i misheard or something but yes you know to Here's- her credit i think it's like a good explanation like i think that's like a very safe thing to do i said to sam i was like yeah you mean you you know you do have to like be very explicit about what holes that thing goes right. in i was that like real i mean you know they have to do that because they've experienced yeah. someone the has experience. come in and they're like if wrong hole why fit yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or the like this isn't filled with anything because i keep spraying and nothing's coming out and right like, you take the lid off yeah. you know what i mean like this is right. you actually have to put experience. it in your nose you can't just spray it in your bathroom <laughs> yeah absolutely i understand this but yeah yes. but like how do you stop the train here's the the <laughs> deeper layer of this question is not even what you say, but how you say it. Because yeah. I think it is, I would often panic and and be like, uh, I know how to use a nasal spray, you right. know, and it's just suddenly in a way defensive. Like, and yes, yeah. and it's like, well, yes. you said no, you didn't. And it's like, yes. sure, I understand. I misunderstood. Yes. So I think you said it perfectly. Like, oh, I misheard. I have used nasal spray before. And then you can kind of laugh and it's everyone's regulated and on the lazy river of life i that would take a breath first for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and i think this is like the most cartoonish example but it's like Mm -hmm. this happens all the time right where it's like you have either misheard or i don't know you've just like said something kind of ambiguous yes and then another person explains something to you where you're like i think if i have to sit through this whole presentation i might die so right because that's like boredom is physically pain like painful yeah yeah (laughs) so i think that's part of why i get dysregulated because i'm just like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this but there are other ways to signal that and it's also part of why this is complex also is you don't want to sound defensive or like yeah i obviously already know that you know like because it is just a misunderstanding right so that's the nuance of it wow this, I can't wait to say, sorry, I misheard. I thought you <laughs> said yeah. nasal spray in general and you know what? to everything. Add a smile. Yeah. Throw a little smile in there, I think, just for the official cue card. I'm sorry, I misheard. A little smile. Signaling safety. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misheard a little smile. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I need you to be serious right now. How do you use this nasal spray? <laughs> um, yeah, smiles actually go so much further than you think they do. Yep. Yep. A smile Don't is free. Make me talk about the still face experiment again. Yeah. Uh, dysregulates us. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So little smile. If you're not nice. smiling, I think you hate me. I know. Well, that's also people with CPTSD or attachment disorders. A neutral face uh-huh. will be perceived as negative or angry or upset. And so like there are studies that have polled people. Uh, they like look at a bunch of images of different facial expressions. So people that and also I think neurodivergence, a lot of people that are neurodivergent also have CPTSD because of and that stands for complex post-traumatic stress disorder, just for those that do not know. So neutrality can signal uh, danger to people that have that experience. And that also doesn't mean you have to walk around smiling all the time sure. or that you are responsible for someone else's experience. Mm-hmm. But in the spirit of co-regulation with another person so that both people are regulated, it can help to be a, to err on the side of friendly smile. Good to know. My brain just went to a completely different planet. Um, <laughs> like, I understand what you're saying, but then I took a rocket to... Oh, that's so interesting. I wonder if you know how like women are so harshly criticized in like workplaces where it's like, well, you you're not being like friendly or gentle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is everybody just like projecting mommy onto women at large of just like, well, but you didn't say it with a smile. So yeah, you're being mean. And it's like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I think that's why I, you know, we do not owe it to the world to be friendly and pleasant all the Mm -hmm. time i think that it's it's just a helpful tool to know that like oh this can it's like a social lubricant a little bit and also yeah i think it also can trap specifically women into and people of color into having to present a certain way sure that's that's a different layer of it which i love you brought that up that's what planet i was on (laughs) loved it Love the journey. Glad NASA, NASA's computer still. I'm is so operating. glad NASA lets us work there. <laughs> yeah, we just said we wanted that job like not even five minutes ago. I mean, we move quick. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think that that's a social cue card. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Smiling. Sorry, I misheard you. <laughs> Sorry, I misheard you. Yeah. Easy. Wow. Yeah. Just admitting the truth really also, gets you I out of a pickle. Yes, and I want to add too that like. Smiling is also a form of masking in a certain extent. And so it does take spoons and energy. Like I also want to acknowledge like it is not always accessible and it is not a requirement. It is just one tool of many things that can potentially be helpful. Okay. That's my disclaimer. (laughs) Try a snarl. (laughs) (laughs) That's my preferred facial expression. when When you read a book and they talk about like sucks teeth, like do you like do it along sometimes i always do it because my brain is like wait what is that yes i have a really hard time or like curled his lip or like that i'm like huh yeah (laughs) right where it's like like, it just flaps up (laughs) under your gums and then you're like well that's not actually that that? okay one i really don't get bearing teeth he bared his teeth i'm like i get like a wolf yeah but like a person yeah what do you mean these are really good questions. What do you mean they bare their... 
Is it like the emoji that's like nervous? That's like just like a no, full, I don't think so because I think it's usually pearls. used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. All right, these are we got to call the dental farm on this one. I think. <laughs> what are you doing? You're bearing. What's you that like? Bear your teeth. Yeah, like uh, like I'm mostly teeth. I have the thinnest <laughs> lips doctors have ever seen. So <laughs> I'm mostly bone. Uh, so I'm always I'm bearing my teeth. Other ones that people often say. <laughs> I just made myself laugh because one time my teeth got really cold in New York and I realized it was because I was like smiling as I was like, it was really cold. And I was like. Wind blasting yeah, the chompers. I was like, I can close my mouth. What's happening? <laughs> As baring my teeth. This sudden body awareness yeah. will come at you fast. I feel like there's one I just want to capture before we move on because there's one that is in so many books. I wish I could help. I barely read. <laughs> Bare teeth. I barely read. I think I think the sucks teeth is the big one for me. I think that is the is one. Is that like a... I think it must be like a... Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry to the listeners. Um, we're trying to suck teeth over here. Okay. <laughs> I have a social cue card. Yes. Big B, big B. Yes. Um, okay. So I, this disclaimer, this doesn't happen to me often, which is why I'm unpracticed and don't know what to do in the situation. Okay. I recently had an experience. I was out with friends and the waiter brought us free drinks. Like oh. on the house. Ooh, cute. I did not know what to do with my body. I felt like I owed this person my life. Uh-huh. I felt like I had to apologize for even that they had to give it. They didn't even have to. This was truly just a like, we like you. Here's some free drinks. Incredible. So my response was like, we're going from the top of the head. Yeah. Everyone get ready. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my God. This is so nice. Like, so yeah. We're in space. Yeah. Um, We're seeing you through the telescope at NASA HQ. I think, and like the waiter is just like, yeah, of course. Like, of course. This is like, right. actually, we kind of, it's kind of standard practice. This isn't a huge deal. Yeah. It I costs lost us my like damn no money mind. to do this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I literally, I like couldn't believe our fortune. I just, <laughs> so I watched the person across from me. I was watching my friend and they did a very tasteful, ah, oh, thank you. So, I do think that's probably it to play it cool that you like this always happens to you sure. that you're like, oh, of course, this 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 always happens. Like, yeah. I think that's the of course, I'm that's the way gifted wherever yes. I go. Yeah, I'm blessed. Little I'm delights blessed and treats. Fortune. Yes. I think this is what happens when you hang out with people that are maybe a little above your attractiveness level. <laughs> that are, that they just like thing. the world opens up to them. Yeah. But anyway, do you have any Santa Claus esque ways to respond to, to a, a free drink offering? To a, a little with freebie? no strings attached. I also want to know this is not like someone sent us drinks. This was just a goodwill yeah. moment. That's so sweet. That's very nice. I'm like, okay, if I was in a position where anybody gave me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe that's also, that's part of the the cue card is yeah. just receiving a gift with no strings attached. Yeah. I feel like just like a calm, oh, thanks, is pretty yeah. standard. I just took a regulating breath because that feels like a different level of existence. 
<laughs> because I think that it, it echoes this belief that like I deserve to be here. Yeah. I deserve to take up space. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be lavished with gifts and abundance. Yeah. And it, it's counterintuitive yeah. from my lived experience. I think the past couple of years I've been trying to live the experience of why not me? Mm. Because mm-hmm. so much of like my life has been like, yeah, like why why me? Like why would I why why would why why me? And so yeah. it's like just trying to live in the why not me? Um so mm-hmm. why not you get a free gifted drink? A dream. And that person says a nice thank you. Well, isn't that swell? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's swell. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> a real arm hook and a wink with yeah. it too. Or you're like, okay, make sure you have one too. <laughs> I yes, yes, yeah. I guess like the kind of like the rascal <laughs> answer is this is coming out of your tip. <laughs> and that's if you want to be a real bitch about it. Yeah. A real wait what? Uh, um, it was disorienting because I my first reaction because I'm used to not getting things for free mm-hmm. was like I don't want to pay for that you know like <laughs> no thank you right. no no thank you right and then to learn it was given freely just a new my body went into shock which is why I gender fawned into ah! <laughs> oh my god full um, dolphin and you're like yeah. actually I'm gonna need another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah oh if you're just giving free stuff away can i have the restaurant (laughs) yeah this light fixture is nice no yeah um can i trade this in for that vase over there (laughs) (laughs) like you're at an arcade counter oh nothing better than having 700 tickets and the world at your fingertips man like i'll get a lava lamp sure it'll break after two days my life yeah it will but it the two days will put you on a throne. I've never felt richer than when I had tickets at an arcade. Yeah. Have we talked I about this? I have really terrible hand-eye coordination, so I don't actually often get a lot of tickets oh. because I, I'm not skilled in this way. But I love you are arc- blessed with I, this. I love an arcade. When we were in Vegas for Christmas, there are so many... <laughs> so many people say it is the surprise. <laughs> it's the most people I've ever seen. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, there are so many like Louis Vuitton, Hermes, Gucci, like everywhere. And I was like, oh, this is just the arcade counter for adults because you just won $3,000. Of course, you can buy your little duffel bag. Absolutely. It kind of like broke my brain. I was like, oh, Vegas is just arcade where the stakes are worse. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. That is that is real. (laughs) We're just chasing that arcade feeling. Always. Where you're like. At least in an arcade, I was only, I was spending my parents' money. Yeah, like it yeah, wasn't yeah, real yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the so like everything was delightful. Mom, can I have five more dollars? Yeah. Is yeah lives in my bones. Yeah, I can't imagine what I redeemed those tokens or tickets for that my parents just weren't trash. just like. Can Land we fills. just buy you Full the PS Five or whatever was True. the it's prize? Cheaper yeah. probably just to do that than it have to try is. and win it. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> especially the stuffed animals too. Like oh sure. Those are $3. Absolutely. Yeah, you find yeah. them in the dumpster of a Toys R Us because they didn't uh, sell. <laughs> uh, I know. Truly the landfill contribution of arcades is abhorrent. Yeah. Um, but it brought us joy and happiness. So isn't that worth it? And isn't that the prize? <laughs> That's the prize that costs no money. Oh, my God. 
Okay. We close every episode with words to live by. This is an on-the-spot phrase to guide social situations and our lives moving forward. Would you like to go first or would you like me to do the honors? Yeah, you go. (laughs) Okay, sure. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Okay, count me in. Yep. These are Mare's words to live by in three, two, one. Trust that you will know when to begin. You will know you will know when to begin. Trust that you will know. Okay. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by that. Trust your timing. Trust your inner timing. Mm. Great. Okay. That was something. That, that's yeah, not terrible. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm like desperately seeking affirmation. And for some, it's everything. <laughs> oh, ain't that just the way. Okay. These are Nikki's words to live by in three, two, one. I'm trying to listen to the inside of my brain. (laughs) You'll know when it's an emergency. There we go. There it is. That took so long. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing was coming in. I saw you wandering through an empty gallery of your mind. And it was all... Trying to find some piece of work. Television static. (laughs) A thing that doesn't happen anymore. Oh, the things we've lost along the Uh, way. Wow. All right. Well, my sim somewhere would have come up with the words much faster. (laughs) And they would have been... Yoo-hoo! I feel like that was one of the things yeah. I would do. Classic. <laughs> All um, right. Well, I'm regretting that now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>